Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. So glad you've joined me today. Today on the show, I am talking again about 31 bits. We are in season two, the the grow 31 bits season of the podcast. I'm talking about an issue I've talked a little bit about, uh, maybe a lot about so far, the conversion rate for 31 bits. Today, what I'm gonna do is walk you through our four, four step plan to fixing the conversion rate. We have analyzed this problem, we've seen it, we've talked about it. I'm gonna give you our last little bit of analysis on it that's guiding some of the last way we're thinking about this and then I'm gonna give you our four step plan to fixing 31 bits conversion rate. Let's jump in. All right, so you have heard me, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, talk about the problem of the conversion rate for 31 bits on site. And I wanna pause on that problem one last time begin to give you a four-step approach to how we'll solve that problem today uh, that my team and I have sort of all agreed that this is what we want to do. And actually, I want to tell you a little bit more about the last step of analysis I took on this issue of conversion rate to sort of frame up the problem for uh, for my team and, and for the 31Bits founders. So, um, Every piece of data comes with context. This is really important to understand. And uh, the, the main way that people lie with data is by not giving you the context, right? If, uh, if I told you that uh, FC Goods conversion rate doubled last month, you might say, that's incredible. What did you do? What changes did you make? And what I would then have to tell you, of course, is that uh, I didn't make any changes. It, well, I maybe made some along the way. But the main reason FC Goods conversion rate doubled was because it was Father's Day. It was the time of year. And that is the context of that data point that really matters. It doesn't have anything to do with on-site changes. It doesn't have anything to do with that at all. It's all about uh, just what time of year it was. That's the context for the data point. And when you're talking about conversion rate, there are just so many layers of context that are really important, okay? So there's some obvious ones. I talk all the time about how average order value goes up uh, or increases in AOV, decrease conversion rate naturally. That's sort of an intuitive one when you think about it, right? Um, of course, different demographics have different buying behaviors. If a bunch of 15-year-olds um, make it to your website, well, it turns out 15-year-olds have no purchasing power. So uh, they are not going to buy at the same rate as, say, a bunch of 45-year-olds. And men and women tend to have different purchasing behaviors. And of course, I talk also quite a bit about how traffic source affects conversion rate. Another one that we're all very familiar with in the digital marketing world is um, the device that somebody is on. Desktop conversion rates are twice what mobile conversion rates are, at least in most cases. So all of those things really, really matter. Um, and so as I think about conversion rate, there's one piece of context that I wanted to hone in on to sort of answer the question a little more carefully than just saying, did people convert or not? Uh, I wanted to ask the question of, what was the, where was the drop-off in our on-site funnel that killed my conversion, that was uh, hurting 31Bits conversion rate, okay? So where was the drop-off? Because it's one thing to say we're not converting enough traffic. It's another thing to say we're not converting enough carts, right? If tons of people are adding to cart, but then they're all dropping off suddenly, then when you wanna go solve that problem, you have to go figure out what the heck happened at the cart level. Uh, so that's the last question I wanted to, to sort of answer before we started working on solutions. Where in that process, once somebody made it to the 31Bits website, where did they drop off? And so to answer that question, I compared all four of our brands over 2019 year, um, and I, uh, I 
laid out the AOV of each brand because I knew that's important for just sort of thinking broadly about this issue. And then um, at every step of the funnel from session, website session, like a click, right? To add to cart, to initiate checkout so that people who got to the checkout page to purchase, where did people fall off? And began to kind of just compare our brands. Now, of course, I could also compare a lot of other brands, but this is a, a plenty instructive place to start because what I learned is that the, the differences are really stark for 31 bits. Um, so first of all, the thing that I recognized right away is that despite that Bamboo Earth and 31 bits have very similar, had very similar AOVs last year, actually Bamboo Earth was $56, 31 bits was $61. Bamboo Earth customers added to cart on 9% of their, uh, of, of clicks and on, for 31 bits, it's only five and a half percent. Despite that, uh, the AOVs are about the same. So massively more people added to cart for Bamboo Earth. And when you adjust for AOV, that same effect was basically in place relative to slick and FC goods. So basically the, the point is the very, the very first place people were falling off for 31 bits was at the add to cart level. They were getting to our website and they simply were not adding products to cart. So that's a really interesting problem, right? Because that actually tells you immediately a little something about, okay, what do I need to do to get somebody to add to cart in the first place? That means, that means there's something wrong before anyone ever starts walking down the funnel. That could be all kinds of things. And I'll tell you where we landed on this in a little bit, okay? So that was kind of one of the huge notes that I saw. What's interesting is that from there, once somebody added to cart, they were pretty much just as likely to initiate checkout as anybody else. That was true across all of our brands. It, it didn't really make much of a difference. Once you added to cart, you're pretty likely to initiate checkout. But then, once you initiated checkout, there was another big drop off for 31 bits at the level of purchase. Okay, so, um, so again, let's compare Bamboo Earth. Bamboo Earth of people who initiated checkout, 75% purchased, three out of four. Okay, for 31 bits, 54%. So again, huge drop off. And that was, again, that, that 31 bits number was the lowest of any of our brands. Now here's an interesting comparison. FC Goods, which had a $138 average order value last year, so more than twice the AOV of 31 bits. FC Goods had 87% of people who initiated checkout make a purchase, okay? Compared to 31 bits, 54%. So what is the difference there? What is the difference there? So I started thinking about that problem as well. Okay, and so those were kind of the two areas that I saw where there was this big problem. So they weren't adding to cart in the first place. Then once they did, and once people did add to cart, then they were dropping off again once they had actually got to the checkout page. So let's handle those in reverse order, and uh, that will lead into what I believe are the four steps 31Bits needs to take to go solve this problem. And um, this is all in a deck, by the way, and I'm going to include this deck in somewhere. <laughs> uh, I have to talk about where, uh, that's going to happen. So look in the look in the show notes. You'll see where to get this deck, uh, or if you're seeing this on Twitter or something like that, um, look in those places, and you will have access to that deck if you, if you want to see the deck that I walked through uh, with my team. I will I will leave that deck as close to original as possible. Uh, as long as I am able to share the metrics with you, the only things that may be taken out of some of our metrics from some of our other brands, if uh, uh, if I have to do that, but I, I will do my best to share as much as is possible uh, as usual. Try to keep it pretty clear and uh, be um, transparent with you. 
Okay, so why are people dropping off from initiate checkout to purchase? I'll tell you exactly why I think the problem is because 31 bits is charging for shipping. And so, and, and wasn't being very clear about that on the front end. And this is, if you want to change your initiate checkout to purchase conversion rate, like just the people who initiate checkout, get, get them to buy, there's one thing you can do really, really fast that will do that. It's don't charge for shipping. You're just introducing a cost farther down the funnel. Now, you, I mean, that's the clear difference with Bamboo Earth and FC Goods compared to 31 Bits and Slick. Both of those brands, both 31 Bits and Slick, charge for shipping on way, uh, uh, on, excuse me, uh, yeah, Slick and 31 Bits both charge for shipping on way more orders than Bamboo Earth and FC Goods. FC Goods is free shipping on everything. And so naturally it had the highest conversion rate of all uh, checkout initiators of all the brands. So one thing we did right away, and actually we don't have enough data yet to figure out if this has worked, is we made shipping free across the site. 31 bits is jewelry. It's pretty cheap to ship. And so we're just not worrying too much about that cost and, and are now going to see what, what is the trade-off between collecting some shipping dollars and getting more conversions. So I will tell you how that goes as we learn that. So that was an immediate fix. That was just something you could see right away where there was a problem there. If you cannot afford to, uh, to give free shipping and like for example slick products simply can't afford it it's, it's expensive to ship we it would ruin the brand for us to offer free shipping on everything we'd, we'd get killed on margin at the very least in in that case we try to be really thoughtful about where our free shipping threshold is really look at where the bundles of orders are uh, above and below that threshold so we understand exactly what orders are costing us disproportionate amounts to ship relative to how much money we're making as well as what orders uh, people are actually placing so we can say, okay, if you're buying these three products, if a lot of customers buy this bundle of three products, okay, that's the thing we want to try to push up with a free shipping offer. And so if that, you know, those three products cost a combined, that bundle costs a combined $70, let's put the free shipping threshold at $75 so that we can get somebody to add one more little thing to it and, and see if we can net it out, right? So you, you think about exact customer behavior, not just an average order value and add a shipping threshold, but think about the kinds of orders you want to bump up, okay? So, for bits though, we can afford it. So we just did that. Okay, so um, so what about the problem though of adding to cart in the first place? So I look at that and say there are four issues that we need to fix, okay? The first one that I'm gonna talk a lot more about next week on the podcast is the product itself. I believe this is the fundamental problem. I think I've said it on here before. Um, the fundamental problem that 31bits has is to revisit the product. I mentioned this with our Facebook ads test, a simple change of the jewelry, totally, uh, the jewelry that we we're showing, totally changed people's interest. This is the challenge of working with trends. It's the challenge of working in some ways with um, ethical manufacturing because some of the reason that we have had some jewelry that we had still was because we had investments in communities for 31 bits that we wanted to try to maintain for as long as we possibly could. Um, and that changed what kinds of products those people could produce. Okay, it's a, it's a real hard problem to solve, okay? But as we are now thinking about that and how we continue to live out that brand value while being a viable brand, we are uh, transitioning our product offer. I'm gonna talk all about that next week, so I'm gonna skip that here. But above all, what I want you to hear is that is the number one thing. When people are not adding to cart in the first place, it's not because the website is clunky, though that might be the case. It's not because the navigation isn't good, though that might be the case. The number one problem to solve if people will not add to cart is uh, the product. That's it's the product or the offer, I should say, because it could, could be a price issue. Could be a price issue. I believe other things on the, on the brand will help. Uh, and I'm gonna talk about those, but uh, that's the first thing. Secondly, we're gonna retell the brand story. Again, I've mentioned this a little bit, but 
one of the things that I think we need to do is, is make it clearer to a customer who comes to the 31bits website just how cool of a brand it is. This brand is sincerely investing in changing lives across the world, and that story is certainly on the site, but we really need to go deeper in explaining that to people and explaining how that works and what kind of investment and really where their jewelry was made and why uh, it was made not just by like, somebody in a uh, third world country in a way that was a nice thing to do, but like by artisans, people who have incredible skill and talent, people of immense dignity who have done something remarkable and that you get to be the recipient of this talent that they have poured out into their craft. Um, and and that's, that's all totally true, totally real, totally authentic in a way that I just don't think is coming through enough yet. Um, it probably has over time and, and for past 31Bits customers, they know the story for sure. But, uh, but as we introduce lots of new people to the brand, we're gonna have to get good at telling the story faster, quicker and clearer because that's the goal here, right? Is to tell new people about it. So retelling the brand story on landing pages, PDPs, emails, social, P, like homepage everywhere, about page, all of it. Okay, um, third, institute tactical best practices. This is one of the things that all of us are trying to do all the time, which is just what's the best uh, sort of way to run an e-commerce store. And this is where you start to get towards stuff like um, new product photography. Right now, that is a big need. When I said that to, to Jesse, one of the founders, um, she was so happy that we were getting new product photography, you know, because that was just something they weren't able to invest in before. But it really needs to be done. This is jewelry. The, a, a customer needs to see it and think it's beautiful. That will help with that add to cart metric. Okay, um, clarifying shipping and returns messaging as we offer free shipping, what is the return policy? Um, I saw a study a while ago that said there's some subset of customers who goes to websites, it's like less than 10%, but a real, like a meaningful number of customers who the first thing they do when they go to e-commerce websites is they search or they scroll down for return and shipping policy. They scroll down to the footer for that. Like, so... Just go do that. Make your returns and shipping policy as clear as you possibly can and put it on your PDP and make it so that it's really obvious. Like there is some group of customers out there who before they ever buy anything, that's what they do on every site they look at. Okay. Um, this is also includes things like continuing to build out email automations, including a deeper abandoned cart flow, um, overall usability and bug fixing, the tech stack, landers and creative, collection page navigation. There's a huge SKU set here. Well, not huge, but a good sized SKU set here. So it needs to be navigable easily, all those kinds of things. That's just kind of an ongoing, sort of a bug killing type, type of work that's an important part of it. I think that will sincerely help. Okay. Fourth, finally. The last thing that we need to do um, is capitalize on seasonality. Uh, this is another mistake I see a lot of people make is, is that um, brands that have high seasonality, for example, a piece of jewelry where there's gift purchasing happening, they try desperately to grow their through the year sales a whole lot. And what I would say is go for it. Try and grow your through the year sales. Uh, try and be as evergreen as possible. I have no problem with that, of course, right? If you can do that, that's right, great. But Something that is often easier to do is to make your big biggest moments bigger. Like when your conversion rate doubles on your site because, you know, say an FC Goods case, Father's Day is coming up and people buy for Father's Day, go go make that moment huge. When when people are twice as likely to buy, get three times as many people to the website if you can. Now, I've, most times if you're relying on paid traffic, 
the market for paid traffic reflects the value of the traffic. So it's not so simple as just to say, go get all your $1.50 clicks and get them all to the website when they're worth twice as much as they are usually, right? If they were worth $1.50 in evergreen time or a dollar or whatever, whatever your number is, right? Then they're probably worth at least 50% more at those moments. But that's still a giant net win. So go get... Go make your biggest moment bigger. And I think that's something 31Bits needs to do. Figure out how to organize the marketing calendar around those moments to really capitalize on all of those. So um, we've got all kinds of product releases coming as we do this product development thing. Trying to kind of really prepare to make it. This is why our success metric is really not set until November and December. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's where I talked about how we arrived at that success metric. But that's what's really going to tell us if we're winning or not. Um, but that's the plan. Build out that calendar and go from there. So four steps. Address the product, uh, retell the brand story, institute tactical best practices, and capitalize on seasonality. I think if we can do those four things, 31 Bits will be in good shape. We'll see that add to cart procession number rise first uh, after after maybe the purchase over initiate checkout because... Um, yeah, the shipping messaging is is its own little problem, but but uh, we will see that add to cart number rise, uh, and we will see with it the conversion rate uh, alongside it. Okay, thanks again for joining me today. I'm always interested, of course, in your questions and your interaction. Um, come join me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. You can DM me or some of the stuff I'm sharing there as I'm thinking about it in preparation for the podcast. I think I mentioned, um, I actually got a great piece of feedback on Twitter about thinking about some of these issues that I mentioned today uh, with more data context, mobile versus desktop, for example. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so that was really helpful to me. So I appreciate it a lot. And I know, um, and I know that it also creates interactions that people can join and, um, and chime in on in all kinds of ways. So come join that conversation. Uh, if you have any other questions or thoughts, email me at podcast at 4x400.com. Uh, and, uh, and as always, rate, review, all those things. I, I just continue to be so encouraged and appreciate you so much for listening and for your kind feedback. I hope you are well. Hope your business is doing great. I will see you next week.